Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy History 101. Schooling you in comedy is what we're going to do. Today we have an episode on the history of the Chevy Chase show. It starred Chevy Chase and it's ranked as one of the worst TV shows of all time. And we will tell you exactly why. But before we jump into the episode, take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101 wherever you get your podcasts or on our site, comedyhistory101.com or share the episode with a friend. Why not, please? And without further ado, Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Hey! If I knew you were going to be this enthusiastic, I would have rehearsed. You know, uh... Boy, I'm so excited. <laughs> A lot of people wondered why I wanted to do my own TV show, and I confess I'm one of them. Uh, but I think the moment I knew I wanted to get back on TV was the day my daughters uh, tied me up and made me watch Oh Heavenly Dog twice. <laughs> uh, okay, boy, that's, that's, okay, check this out. That is the very first <laughs> joke on the opening episode of the opening monologue of the Chevy, of the very short-lived The Chevy Chase Show. And yes, you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon, and with me as always is my friend, Scott Kalonico. Uh, I'm Scott, Scott Kalonico, and you're not. <laughs> I'm I'm Scott Colonico and uh-huh. I'm oh no, don't chair. fall into the cement. Uh. <laughs> so so Scott, when you hear the words the Chevy Chase show, what uh, comes to mind? Tears and crying and uh which I just watched um Chevy Chase dancing. Okay, so this has always been in the pop culture uh, lexicon. Yeah, I think you can say that. Yeah, then it's in the the of of the comedy lexicon, the legendary the Chevy Chase show. It was a late um, to bring up to speed. It was a late night talk show hosted by, of course, Chevy Chase, which aired on Fox in 1993. (laughs) And guess what happened? Uh, It didn't last too long, Harmon. It was canceled after 29 episodes. It ran roughly oh five weeks. But 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 here's here's the comedy crux of it all. Very overhyped. Set set the scenario of where we were back in 1993 with the talk yeah it was show the, t- the talk show wars. They even made a TV movie about that. Uh, this is right after. Um, Johnny Carson, around this time, Johnny Carson was leaving The Tonight Show to be replaced by Jay Leno, and David Letterman had moved over to uh, CBS. So the whole kind of, and, and Conan O'Brien was was, was just um, taking shape. So the whole late night um, world was in, in, in a tussle, was in, it was in, in um, 
What would be a good word? Tussle. I wouldn't say tussle. I would say in transition. It was in that's transition. the word I was looking for. Yeah, and mm. so Fox decided they were going to jump into the uh, the uh, the late night game uh, and initially offered uh, Dolly Parton a her own talk show um, to be at night, and she turned it down. So uh, they went to their second choice, which was uh, Chevy Chase. Now, first of all, I would just backtrack because everything I've read about the Chevy Chase show, they kind of snicker like. The first choice was Dolly Parton, snicker, snicker. But I actually think she would have done it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't being um, facetious. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But everything I've read, it, you know, makes fun of the fact that, you know, can you believe it? It was offered to Dolly Parton. What's Dolly Parton going to do with this talk show? Oh, yeah? Well, what was second choice yeah, Chevy Chase going to do with this talk show other than drive the plane right into the side of a cliff and be canceled <laughs> after 29 yeah. episodes. Yeah. So set the scenario. Um, this was Fox's answer, of course, to Letterman and Jay Leno. Um, their only previous foray into the late night talk show arena was the late show, oh, yeah. Joan Rivers, which was in the 80s uh, and canceled. So Fox, okay, uh, pretend, Scott, pretend... I'm an executive at Fox, okay? And we're at a boardroom meeting. Hey, let's come up with a hip, edgy, late-night show for a young audience. (laughs) And what did they come up with? Chevy (laughs) Chase. And where did it rank on TV Guide's worst shows? Uh, I don't know the exact. I bet it wasn't good. What's the exact rating? Oh, uh, it was wow. number 16 okay. of the worst shows. Wow, of, it was of number one. Uh, so that's that. I, okay. I meant All to right. we'll come back to that. that. Uh, we no, could take no, an edit point yeah. if you want. But, uh, <laughs> so um, not only did they want to rival the Letterman show, but Scott, can I tell you about the branding Let me hear it, that came out? Well, it was a poster with Chevy Chase's face, except. Get this, Scott. He had a David Letterman gap uh-huh. in his teeth. And what did the post? Yeah. And the the tagline: "Look who's ready to fill the late night gap." Ah, ha, ha, ha. ah many meetings because he has a gap in yes. his teeth like Letterman, but also there's a gap in the late night wars because well, there was only two kings of. Late yeah, so they had a they they put a lot of money into this. They uh, they thought it was going to be um, a big thing. They even went so far as to they they knew they wanted to film in front of a live student studio audience, but they didn't have enough room on the Fox lot to film it. So they wound up buying a theater in down somewhere in L.A. and they refurbished it and named it. What do you think they named it, Harmon? Well, okay, um, let's say they spent $1 million (laughs) in renovation because they thought this show was going to be such a hit. Um, They renamed, uh, and for uh, trivia's sake, it was called originally the Aquarius Theater to the Chevy Chase Theater. So they thought thought this was going to have a lot of legs. He was... He's just going to, we'll, we'll change the name yeah, of the that, building. we all know how that worked out. Yeah, there's really an awkward uh, ceremony on tape of, I think it was the unofficial name yeah, yeah. of Hollywood. And, and Chevy Chase christens the building with a <laughs> bottle of champagne shot through <laughs> a slingshot. 
So, so Scott, can we go into um, the Wayback Machine, or what? What do you call the Wayback Machine? You can't say that. That's uh, has, you can just do, do some kind of time portal. Yeah. So, can we go back to the time portal in 1993 when the Chevy Chase show aired? Who, who was Chevy Chase at this? Uh, time? At this time, he was kind of in a bit of a career slump. You know, he was kind of big coming out of the 80s. Even you know, towards the end of the 80s, he had Christmas Vacation and Fletch Lives. So he was doing okay. But then when, when the 90s rolled around, he he was in some some bad movies like that. Uh, God, what was that one? Um, so. Caddyshack, Caddyshack too, too, as we talked about on yeah, this but that show was still right in here. the eighties. That was like eighty eight, I think. This is the other one. Oh, nothing but trouble. The one with him and Demi Moore, and there's like Dan Aykroyd and there's monsters and crap. I think John Candy. Yeah, uh, you mean well. uh, jo- yeah, John Candy's in there. Yeah, it's, that one's supposed to be just hor- horrible. But Aykroyd's yeah, definitely in yeah. that as well. Yeah. So I, I think they, he might they might have been promoting it. That's why Aykroyd appeared on a couple of these. Um, couple of these shows on oops the podcast join me comedian julio gallerati as i examine everyday life the mistakes the bad decisions the goals the jokes the social engagements and all things in between i'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant ryan lynch various other comedians for witty candid and intoxicating conversation our listeners love oops for sophisticated banter aka your mom could listen and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals you can find every episode of the show on apple podcasts Spotify or YouTube. Yeah, but you know, again, that goes back to, you know, at this time, like he was a comedy icon, which, you know, he's still sort of that way. I think people either like him yeah. or hate him. Side note, he just, there's all those horror stories of what a pain he was to work on. Yeah, community. I mean, I, I enjoyed him on community. So he, because he, he was kind of playing cranky Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Chevy Chase, as we've talked about on the show, got his start at what? What was the name of the theater group that the Groove Tube came out? Oh God, we did we did them. Um, Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, so the Groove Tube was a movie in the seventies that uh, starred Richard Belzer of all people, and that was like a predecessor of Saturday Night Live. And Chevy Chase was not only in the theater group that was a predecessor of the Groove Tube, but he was also in the movie The Groove Tube. I I remember him. As part of like a funny... Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only thing I remember, yeah. In, in that film. And then he went on, of course, the, 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 the legendary show that launched pretty much almost everyone in Saturday Night Live. He was in National Lampoon's uh, yeah. Lemmings, which was playing in the West Village with alongside the great John Belushi yeah. and Christopher Guest. We've covered. Which, again, yes. we've, we've talked about that episode and you can hear it <laughs> in our back catalog. That's that's kind of what led up to Fox thinking that, okay, uh, he's this legendary actor and comedy performer. Of course, he can carry a late Yeah, which d- wound up being not the point, as we will be discussing in this, in this episode. So, Scott, what went wrong with the Chevy Well, Chester? first of all, the host... Um, just he didn't have the chops. He just he just looks really nervous, and he he flubs lines a lot the the whole time throughout the, all the episodes. Boy, that was funny. I realize that I'm uh, I realize that I'm chewing gum tonight. You'll understand why later, but I hope you can understand me. I just have one thing to say tonight, and it comes from the depths of my heart. You know, with all the crises and petty power struggles, uh, struggles. 
Also, he just can't read. Anything that involves like reading off of a card, he always just sort of messes up. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw something. So they did like every show featured like a, they call it a news update because they obviously couldn't use Weekend Update where he kind of did his, he did his <laughs> news reading bit. And I was reading something where he said, they said uh, that Chevy Chase always made a point out of reading off the, uh, the, um, the script in front of him, you know, the news script. Like he wouldn't use teleprompters. Yeah. Oh, yeah? And it's, it's kind of obvious. Good evening. I'm Chevy Chase. Uh, a lot of events have happened in the news since I've been away, uh, but some things never change. Our top story, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. Yeah, and also going on that, it kind of gives a nod to the credibility of the great writing staff of Saturday Night Live. It wasn't all just Chevy and Weekend Update. Uh, you know, they had, you know, the legendary writers of Saturday Night Live involved mm-hmm. in that process. But also what went wrong with it is um, it also it aired at 11 p.m. So it was in direct competition with David Letterman's newly re- relaunched The Late Show with David Letterman. And it also went on the air a week prior to the first late night. Yeah, and they also they aired it at eleven p.m. like on the dot, which meant it was competing with like the local news in some markets. Yeah, and this also just a good reflection is no one knew who Conan O'Brien was, and everyone thought that show was going to be the biggest bomb on TV because it was a completely unknown guy that trying to fill the shoes of the David Letterman spot. So everyone was rooting against Conan O'Brien. Not everyone. I always thought the show was kind of quirky and funny. But, you know, on the contrast was, you know, Chevy Chase. He was a household name. And pretty much everything about the show, it just failed. Let's Should we do a little rundown of things? Uh, I think we both watched Mm -hmm. the first episode. And I went into a deeper dive because... I would just have to say it's just it's one of those it's so bad it's good and also in it is it's kind of like what they used to parody like at perform it in the same way as a parody on Saturday Night Live except yeah no it's, it's, not a parody. it's the real thing <laughs> it's it's just Chevy Chase looking like first he he always has a look on his face like he knows mm-hmm. it's going horrible. And he also has a look on his face like he kind of doesn't Yeah, apparently be. like on the last week he just kind of gave up because he knew it was over. And they, and they kind of did some funny, funnier bits then because the all the crew knew they were about to get canceled. So, Oh, what, what did you see uh, on the last he week? He gets up and he starts jamming with the band and he just goes on for way too long. <laughs> you, you think that's purposely? Because I think like every sketch, and this is another failing, is like every sketch on the show kind of goes about five minutes longer than it should. Yeah, I mean, the thing I can't get out of my head <laughs> that first episode, this is going to haunt my yeah. dreams, is where um, I guess we think that uh, Chevy Chase was paying an homage to Ernie Kovacs, the great TV um, producer and yeah, mm-hmm. icon. icon. And so he did this, he does this skit where he, he it's just the faces singing. Do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I, I watched it this yeah, morning. Yeah, <laughs> that thing is just, I don't know, it's something creepy about it, you know? I guess I could see how it could kind of work, but in this case it doesn't. You just see like three Chevy Chase 
faces looking at you and they're, and they're all painted with white paint and just it's just fucking weird yeah i mean it just had no context it was like okay let's go to a pre-recorded yeah. bit and then there it was and then they cut back and then they move on to something else so again it was just like all right well i guess you wanted to do that yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's like so funny about like we played up front you know just the monologue and the first joke you know the old yeah, heavenly know, dog heavenly joke dog. was the very, and you you just know it's in trouble because like on the first show like the the set was there was yeah, a basketball yeah, was in, yeah as part of the set and and the shtick was like every show opens with Chevy Chase you know taking uh, shooting a basketball yeah and the on hoop. the first show he misses <laughs> yeah but then they they do a cutaway to the, in, the, yeah. the ball going in which is. So it's such an insert shot, you know. And he's a comedian; so he should just make fun of not making the shot. I didn't. Why would would the director go? Okay, <laughs> no. we really need to show Chevy making the yeah, shot. No, no, no clue. <laughs> yeah, dude. So just in general, just I outside of Chevy Chase's performance is just kind of the directing of the show is horrible too. Yeah, I mean the pacing's not bad. I mean pacing's just bad. Like you you brought up that the one um, the sketch they did the crying game skit which was just you know because that First, was a grown yeah cr- problematic game, you know, yeah. <laughs> 2020. now you can actually no you can, it wasn't because they don't really say anything it's just you have to guess basically so the premise is three women come out he asks some questions and then they have to figure out one of them is actually a man really a man and then they uh the audience picks one and you, you find out at the end we're gonna try something a little different tonight we're gonna play a little game with the audience uh, and it's a game all right And it's a, it's a game full of laughter and love and maybe a few tears. We call it the crying game, Tom. So, but the thing is, is just that it was like, that was so long and drawn out. Like he was asking them questions and they just like, were giving these long run on answers. And it was like, oh God. Yeah. And they were just civilians. So no one was like writing their responses. They were just, I didn't, it just seemed like everything else, like the interviews like there was no pre-interview. I mean, you could tell there was no the producer didn't do any pre-interviews. It just seemed right. like Chevy uh, Chevy Chase going. I just they're all my old friends. I just want to have a conversation with them without doing you know the what you know the producers of the talk shows do is like an extensive you know pre-interview where you know all the stories that you're going to talk about on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the uh, I saw saw here uh, the president of even the president of Fox Broadcasting, Lucy Salhani, at the time she she said as uh, a quote from her, um, he was very nervous. It was uncomfortable and embarrassing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it summed it up best. And also, just another weird entity. He had a uh, he insisted on having a keyboard on his desk so he could jam along with the band. And yeah. <laughs> And again, you know it's in trouble because they would go to a camera view that was a POV of uh, Chevy playing piano, and there'd be a title under it going "Goofy Vision." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he's he's probably hearkening back to his Steely Dan days, which is well pre Steely Dan when he played pre- with uh, proto, yeah the Steely proto, Dan guys, pro proto Steely Dan, yeah. Yeah, and also behind the desk, he had a live functioning fish tank 
which first your eye just keeps going to the fish. Or so, you know, yeah. it visually takes you out of watching the guests. But I also read that they kept having a problem because the fish kept dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just the audience is just kind of the most obnoxious audience ever. I think it, it was around the Arsenio Hall era. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hello. All right, please. Uh, please, please, please. Sit down. Yeah, you can tell the audience has been primed to like, oh, just laugh and stand up and cheer. You know, every time Chevy does something funny, but don't when he tries to get you to dance, don't get up and do it. <laughs> that was, oh yeah, that part yeah. Was bad. <laughs> Yeah, tell 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 the folks about that. <laughs> ah, that's when um, when he had his first guest on Goldie Hawn, and you'd think that they would have some kind of rapport because they've been in a couple movies together, and it's just, or chemistry. Yeah, and it's just it's just weird and embarrassing. And then she starts singing a song like in the middle of it, and then he gets right up in her face, and he's just looking at her, and it's just so uh, <laughs> just uncomfortable. Look at that face. Just look at it. And then, yeah, and it goes then, on and on. Yeah, too. and then her her son is there, and they're like, "Oh, let's give him a big cake." So they bring a cake out, yeah. and they give it to her son, and then he's just sitting there with his cake in his lap for the whole. Thing. Oh no! But you, you haven't like told them the gag. Uh, the gag was, um, "It's my son's birthday." Jimmy says, "Oh, we have a cake for him," and he walks down the stairs, and then he trips and the and drops the cake. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, they, I think in the, in the writer's room, they go, okay, uh, Chevy drops a cake, and it'll be hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's all it says in the script. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, again, the writers weren't all horrible. I looked at their IMDb page. You know, a lot of them went on to write for Leno and, like, Arsenio and Bill Maher. I mean, there was a few that kind of didn't do much after the show, but... I mean, the writing's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's 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 an uncomfortable show to watch. We keep using that word, but it is. Uh, we can find lots of these clips out there on YouTube. So, um, you know, we encourage our our listeners to go out there and have a have a look for yourself. Yeah, and you mentioned like uh, the begging the audience to dance. That was the end of the yeah. uh, Goldie Hawn segment, yeah. Yeah. where the band starts playing "Twist and Shout," and yeah. then Goldie and Chevy start. Dancing on stage, and he's like, Come on, everyone! Everybody! Shake it! Come on, everybody! Dance! Yeah! All right! Now you're talking! Yeah, and they're like in, <laughs> encouraging it, Come on and dance! And it's just like, Oh, God. Yeah, and just again, uh, to wrap up this like first episode, um, uh, like even the Whoopi Goldberg interview didn't go anywhere. It's like she gives Chevy a present and he opens it up and it's a pair of women's high heel shoes. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Oh, thanks. It was like, yeah. no, no payoff. Yeah. No, it was, it was the shoes that she wore in her show, which had just gotten canceled. So it's just like, Oh, what does that mean? So yeah, I guess, you know, to wrap up the history of the Chevy Chase show, let's just go through just in general, 
you know, some more of just what didn't work on this show. Just Chevy Chase, basically. If you if you want to you want to bring it down to that, I mean, like I said, he just he just doesn't look comfortable up there, you know. And it's, that's that's what you want, you know. You want somebody that you're gonna tune into every night and you know make you feel at home. Like I remember, <clears throat> I remember watching David Letterman back in high school, and it just felt like you were watching something kind of secret with like a, a friend, you know. He was like a just yeah. goofy guy and would just do funny, crazy stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's more, it's it's intimate. It's more intimate. Yeah. And Chevy just has no connection at all with the audience. He he relies on just like mugging for the camera. Yep, yep. Um, he has like the ongoing joke that he knows, you know, he's been in shitty movies. Uh-huh, um, yep. Jokes just not don't seem to go anywhere. He has like no, even, you know, he come, I don't think he, he didn't come from like Second City or anything like that, but he has like no improv skills at all. <clears throat> or, he, he's always just looking at the, the question cards when he interviews yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, um, journal, not journalistic. No, yeah, no interview skills. It's just like, yeah. And then I think the Cardinal sin, uh, you know, just uh, uh, lastly of all was he was just rehashing old. SNL jokes and SNL yeah, I know. jokes. I know. And so that's just so sad. Like yeah. he had, he would do the news update and have Garrett Norris come on <laughs> and do it for the hard of hearing. Yeah, it's like, oh man. <laughs> and then I don't know if you saw this one. There was a skit called The Center for Really Clumsy People or something like that. Uh-huh. And yeah. I read this thing where Chevy was once addicted to pain pills from doing so many pratfalls on SNL. Yeah. So he's doing this skit called The Center for Real Clumsy People. Um, for some reason, he's he's in a dress and, and he, he's doing these pratfalls. But I, I know, you know, he really injured his back like, you know, years before. So he's just sort of not really doing pratfalls. He's just sort of <laughs> knocking things around and rolling. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just, and just knowing that, oh, he can't really do Pratt falls anymore because no. uh, <laughs> he he got addicted to pain pills last time he did okay. the Pratt falls. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So basically, the the, the interesting thing is, or like one of the reasons they like we said, we, they really really pushed this thing up front. They said they were going to get between five and six million viewers every night, and they wound up getting like half of that at the top at the their peak. You know, in that first week. Yeah, and then it was like on the final weeks, it was down to two million. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and this is you know a show being pushed by the massive machine, which is the Fox network, and yeah. you know just <laughs> didn't even get like its projection. It got like instead of six million, it got two million while being pushed by Fox. Um, the reviews, surprisingly, Scott, were not good. Oh well, let's hear one. Nervous and totally at sea, Chase tried everything, succeeded at nothing, said Time <laughs> Magazine. Um, the mag- Time went on to say, recycled old material, shamelessly taking pratfalls, even pleading with the audience to stand up and dance in their seats. Yeah, with the free guy. Um, yeah, and then, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the head of Fox Broadcasting chairwoman said uh, he was nervous. It was uncomfortable and embarrassing to watch, which I think sums it up pretty good. 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> the weird thing is, so at the same time, this is, this is, this was, sorry, at the same time, this is right when Arsenio Hall was really big, so he was on Fox between 1989 and 1994, so I don't know what, I wonder what, what time, what were the different times, like what time was Arsenio Hall on? Oh yeah, uh, Arsenio was a Fox TV show? Yeah, yeah. So how, how it ended, Scott, was uh, within 48 hours of the final show... Workman had already dismantled and painted over the Chevy Chase's theater sign, and it was renamed. <laughs> oh. to, to what do we know? Um, I think it ended up being the Nickelodeon Theater, or okay, yeah. maybe part of the studios for Nickelodeon. Okay. Nickelodeon, man, kid, kid TV. Yeah, I think in Nickelodeon, I think like kids like slime being poured on them, some show involving that. Which I know Nickelodeon does other shows than. That I'm still I'm still trying to figure out which which network was the city. I guess it was Fox. So it was on CBS. What? No. Yeah, it's yeah, so CBS. So huh. CBS, really? Yeah. If we get that wrong, we'll have one of the um, interns. Yeah, one of the interns. We'll have one of our our viewers pipe up. So Scott, what what did Chevy Chase think? You know, in retrospect, with time and distance, what 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 did he think about his experience hosting the Chevy Chase show? Uh, he hated it. He he said he felt constrained. He wanted to do a kind of a different kind of concept, like we mentioned before. He wanted to do more <clears throat> Ernie Kovacs type stuff, more kind of pre-taped uh, skits and things like that. But uh, Fox wanted him to be um, kind of interview guy. God, can you imagine? Like, so Chevy Chase has sort of the Hollywood notoriety of being a complete asshole. Can you imagine <laughs> him in those meetings with Fox? Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> and then you get the theater named after you, and oh, man. God. Oh, no. man. So just any other takeaways of the the Chevy, the entity, which is the Chevy Chase show? Uh, yeah, if you're going to, if you're a big, running a big network and you're going to put all your money behind one guy to launch or one person to launch a late night talk show, make sure that people like him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I, and I encourage our listeners to go and, and search for the clips uh, on YouTube because you, it's, they're strangely addictive because it's, <laughs> it's, they're just they are as bad as you think, and and they're that kind of so bad it's good category. I'm, I'm telling you that's the face thing. Watch the face thing. It's on like the first first five minutes of the first show, dude. That, that thing was just like, what the oh. hell was that? Yeah, but the intro intro was kind of cool. That little stop yeah, it did have a stop. They did do well on the stop action uh, animation intro. Yeah, yeah. So it starts at about the the weird face thing starts at about uh, eight minutes into the first episode. So there you go. You can cut right to it. Here, here, and that concludes our history of the Chevy Chase show. And with that, is it time to plug away? Sure, we can plug away, Harmon. Um, I've got another YouTube channel that I'd like to promote. It's called This is a President, where sometimes Harm will come on, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's nobody. But we have a podcast where we uh, talk about all things presidential, uh, but mostly you can find us on YouTube. So let's just go to YouTube slash This is a President. Here, here, here. And as always, you can find Comedy History 101 on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or our website, Comedy History 101. We would enjoy it if you would comment, like, subscribe to the podcast. We will read your comments 
on the air. And with that, thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody so stupid. Comedy History 101.